my desire for you to come with me and this walk with God. But I'm going to serve him. Heart-to-heart communication is what we're going to talk about. At Women of War, yesterday we talked about communication. I want to talk, but will you listen? We talked about that yesterday. We talked about really the process of communication. Really what happened from the speaker, the source, the sender, and the receiver. And the source or the speaker, the words that they're saying, or before they say it, their thoughts are encoded. Their words that are secret, they're encrypted, and only they really know the meanings. We speak the same language as English, but we all have different meanings and values that we give our words. And so when you begin to put your thoughts together and speak to another, we don't consider or empathize with the person that we're speaking to to get them really to understand what we have to say. This is why there are a lot of miscommunication. There's a a lot of why people get offended with what you say or they get angry or they are resentful for what you say it because they are the receiver, but a lot of times they don't know how to decode. They have to now decode the message that you're sending. But a lot of times we have a lot of noise, listening bearers going on. God really wants his people to be assured that he's talking to them. But you need to know how to hear God. Amen? See, people of the living God, we, we must be assured today that the Lord, your God, is the one who goes across ahead of you as a destroying fire. See, we don't believe, this is why we worry. This is why we, you fret. All these things because we are not assured that our Lord, our God, is the one who goes ahead of us, minister, as a devouring fire. And he will destroy, annihilate whatever standing between you and your promises, minister. We have to be careful who and what is standing in the way of God's promises for me. He will destroy and annihilate. See, because when he called you for a purpose... Nothing or no one. So it's best that we go together with this. Okay. It's real. This is why it's so important because marriage is not about marriage. Marriage is about ministry. If you got married to get married, you are not married. It's ministry. So style was running around not because the man is right around the corner. Her ministry is right around the corner. See, we're getting excited about having a companion, but those who are born again, it has to be about ministry 
advancing God's kingdom. Hear me with great urgency for those who are married. You should really stress, express the urgency of us walking one in the spirit of God. Because he has promises for your call. Okay. How is your communication with God and man? How is it? Okay. <laughs> so why do we need to communicate? Be the question. Why do we need to communicate? You need to develop knowledge of God in man. This is why you communicate. God wants you to know him. This is why we worship. This is why we praise. This is why we give an offering. All this is by faith. He wants you to know him. Okay. Why do you communicate? I'm having a conversation with Minister Fee because I want you to know me. See, we're thinking about I'm trying to get you to do something and what I need. But it's all the ultimate thing is to get you to know me. I don't see See, we don't all, this is why you should have a lot of idle conversation and talking. It's non-productive. So when I speak, I want you to know me. See, see, this is why certain people are, get connected in a relationship with someone else because of conversation. See, it, see, through manipulation, or whether it was a genuine good conversation. But it was the conversation that made the connection that got your attention. See, you want to, we need to develop our knowledge of God in man so that you can satisfy the need to connect. See, there is a need to connect. There is a need of intimacy. This is why when someone goes to jail, they put them in solitary confinement. No connection with humanity, and they lose their mind. It's, re it's recalled. Yes, it's, it's scientific proven. For God said, I have exhorted my name above my word. Why did he say that? I exalted my name above my word. Because it's not the words that make, or make the connection. It's the heart of God. Okay. <laughs> he said, I exalted my name. I want you to know me. Okay. To know me is not know my word. To know me is to know my heart. I need you to go deeper than my words. So when you talk to me, Renee, it's not the words. And you need to go deeper than the words to touch my expressions of my heart when I spoke to you. Now you know me. Now you, see, this alleviate being offended. 
because you have surpassed my words, brother, and you have touched my heart. God's primary ways of communicating with, our, with us is through his word and by Holy Spirit. Okay. So we're going to talk about this. Jesus is referred as the great communicator. Rabbi, teacher, communicator is to teach. So when you communicate, you are teaching. When you communicate, you're trying to give understanding. <laughs> okay. He was the greatest communicator. He was the greatest teacher, rabbi, instructor. <laughs> okay. Wisdom, understanding to teach is give insight. But James says this, if I keep my heart with all diligence, then what comes out of my mouth will be the wisdom from above rather than that which is earthly, natural, unspiritual, and demonic. Okay? He says, I, if I keep my heart with all diligence, then what comes out of my mouth will be the wisdom from above. I'm not giving you my opinion. I'm not giving you my experience. I'm giving you the wisdom from above. He, he said, by doing this, you won't be speaking something that's natural, unspiritual, demonic in its essence. He said, because my words are spirit in their life. So when I speak to you, star, it's going to give you life. It's, our spirit's going to connect. See, it's not my word, so you are supposed to be. See, this is why God says, I'm in touch with your infirmities. Which means, I see, he has to be, and we have to be when we're in conversation with one another. I have to be in touch with your heart. The problem is that you're in touch with your heart. This is why you're offended, you're upset, you're hurt. You feel misunderstood. I feel disrespected because you're in touch with your heart. You have no empathy, nor do you care about the person or value them or the words that they have to say. A communicator guides and leads you to truth. A good communicator. I'm trying to guide you and lead you to what I'm saying. The truth of what I'm saying. I'm trying to guide you and lead you to understanding. I'm trying to, see, why was Jesus considered to be the great communicator? The question is why? See, he knew how to make an impression on people's hearts. He understood people. He understood. Thank you, Holy Spirit. He understood people. 
He took the time to care how you feel, how your heart, the expression of your heart. And by doing so, he won them over. He won, see, in conversation, you want to win the person over. You don't want to manipulate because he didn't do that. But I want to win you over. I want you to come over and see my perspective. You don't have to agree, but I want to win you over from what you're thinking. So I need to allow you to release how you're thinking to consider how I'm thinking. We don't have to agree. I just want to win you over long enough to see my perspective. And now let us reason. Now we can reason. Because it's no longer, I don't understand you, you don't understand me. It's that, like, oh, I see what you're saying because I care, I care what you're saying. You have to care what the person is saying to see what they're saying. So to communicate guides and leads into truth. In this case, Holy Spirit assists you in proper speech. The question is, it would have to be, then why are we not speaking kind to each other? Why are we are uh, being hurt, you know, offended, all these different things in our relationship? You have to have the baptism of the Holy Spirit. So in this case, Holy Spirit assists you in proper speech. And how does he do that? By consecrating, which is creating a clean heart in you, which is your mind, and the right spirit. Let's be mindful to edify others with our words. Ephesians 5, 4 says, Paul tells us that there must be no to zero tolerance for filthiness and silly talk or coarse Justing how you looking at the person. It's just your, your, your body language, you know, facial expression. Exactly. He said, which is not fitting for a believer. He said, this means that when we talk to our mates, there is to be, hear me, purity in your speech. Your mate. It should be purity in your speech. Okay. Our words are to be gentle. You don't need to muscle me with your words. Our words are to be gentle, reasonable, ready to yield, not always insisting on your own way and your own opinion and your viewpoint. Reasonable speech is full, it's full of kindness and mercy. It's full of kindness and mercy. I'm just giving you the benefit of the doubt. 
I'm not even gonna see. I can't go all where I'm gonna go because we 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 have a meeting afterwards. So I'm gonna I'm gonna walk on through here. So these are some key words in our communication with God and man. Keep in mind, Holy Spirit, faith, mind, M I N D, eyes, your heart, ears, hearing, word, and tongue. Because our eyes and ears they are our gateway to our heart. Okay. But the help of Holy Spirit in John 14, 16 teaches you all things. See, Holy Spirit is the, is the decoder. See, so when you don't know what to pray as you ought, Holy Spirit decodes it for you. Faith. It comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. You have to hear, and we're going to talk about hearing, okay? Because hear is not the, the normal or natural hear, that how you're trying to hear the word of God. But we have to, and we're going to talk about the, the weaving of the natural senses and the spiritual senses. See, what we're doing, we're still trying to experience God in our natural senses. Okay. <laughs> Minister Brown said, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. He said, hey, he said, that would be correct. Uh, renew our mind. It allows you to test and approve accurately. You can now assess what was said, what you said, and then accurately. See, we, with our own viewpoint, you're not, it's going to be the argument. Eyes of your heart be enlightened. Does that really mean? See, it's a re- it's a revelation of the knowledge of Him. Again, again. So those who believe would know the surpassing power that you possess. He want your the eyes of your heart to be enlightened, so that you would know Him. And by knowing him, you would know the surpassing power that you possess. Okay, but I mean, if we really knew that, the surpassing power for what you're dealing with, that you're actually able. Okay. See, we keep saying he's able. No, you are able. He's able. No, you're able because you have his surpassing power. Okay. We hear, see, and understand with our heart. See, you keep trying to see with your natural eyes and hear with your ear. All that's done in the heart. See, but we take the words, and that's what you're trying to code and decode. You're trying to hear and perceive and understand words. But you should be trying to hear and perceive the heart. Because that's from where the words come from. When a man speaks, he speaks out the abundance of his heart. It's not the mouth, it's the heart. Okay, God consecrates your heart and your mind by the washing of the word. See, through the washing of the word, this is why you have to read the word and hear the word because it washes and consecrates your heart. So now I can speak 
with a pure heart now to you so I can now understand. Amen? Amen. Connection is a shared interest, kinship. You need to connect with God. You should have a shared interest, a shared investment. (laughs) Kinship, something in con of the same. Okay. (laughs) Ear. It means to recite. Ear. Recite. See, we keep trying to use all these physical senses. That's just an entrance to your spiritual senses. Okay. (laughs) Okay. So ear is to recite, because he speaks about to meditate, you meditate on the word day and night. But where do you meditate it in? You don't meditate in your in your in your uh ear ear. It's it's the heart. So see, again, that's what we hear. We recite, ear is recite, it's to know. It's known. Ear is revelation. Ear is spiritual perception. You don't listen with your ear. You listen with your heart. (laughs) So let's go to Mark 7, verse 14 through 16. So reads, that's King James Version. And when he had called all the people unto him, he said unto them, hearken unto me, every one of you, and understand. There is nothing from without a man that entering into him can defile him. But the things which come out of him, those are they that that defile the man. If any man have ears to hear, let him hear. And when he was entering into the house from the people, the disciples asked him concerning the parable. And he said unto them, Are ye without understanding also? Do you not perceive that Whatsoever thing from without entering to the man, it cannot defile him. So go back to if any man, verse 16, if any man has have ears to hear, let him hear. What is he saying? So he's not talking about the natural ear. Right? And he's not talking about passive hearing. He's talking about, he said, if any man has spiritual perception. Let him hear, Tori. He said, if you have spiritual perception, see, see that, that's how you utilize your senses. That's how I see, that's how I hear spiritually. If a man has ears to hear, let him hear. If you have spiritual perception. I need you to know that. Understanding heart, 1 Kings 3, verse 8 through 9. See, Solomon asked for wisdom to lead God's people. So the question is, what did he really ask for? He asked for wisdom. God says, I am wisdom. 
He asked for God. Oh, no, 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 no. See, wrong, wrong, wrong response. <laughs> he asked Solomon, Pastor, asked for wisdom to lead God's people. And we said, well, well what is, what did he really ask? Because God says, I am wisdom. He asked for God himself. See, because wisdom discerns. He, in essence, asked for God himself. Oh, see, no. Oh, see, see there you go. It's, see, the hidden messages. She said, but to you, I don't speak in parables because you have a discerning spirit. See, they ask, well, why are you speaking in parables? Not to you, but to those that know me. Is not encrypted because you have a discerning spirit. You have spiritual perception of my sayings. So he says, with all your getting wisdom, he said, get understanding. He says, this is a principal thing. See, the beginning of wisdom in Proverbs 4, 7, it actually says the beginning of wisdom is get wisdom. <laughs> That's what I felt like. What? <laughs> that allows you to discern, to comprehend, and to interpret. It causes you to understand, comprehend, and interpret. Wisdom does, yes. So let's see, talk about the eyes. The eyes is not the eyes. It's inner sight. It's not the third eye. It's the inner sight. It's inner sight. See, this is not the inside of man. It's the inner sight. See, okay. Okay, okay. Just want to talk about quickly atmosphere. Atmosphere is to create in us a clean heart and renew the right spirit. So when you do that, you have the right atmosphere. Clean heart. Right atmosphere. <laughs> See, when you have the right atmosphere, it changes your sight. Yes, you change your at- See, your, your heart, this is why you can't experience God. Where you at? Where you at? Where you at, Lord? Where you at? Not in love. God, <laughs> he said, I'm not even in your mouth, but I've also taken a bowl of inside of you. Amen. Glory to God. <laughs> it should be our goal to stay connected. And our goal is to stay connected and take the conversation with God and others deeper. Take your conversation. Because she be doing that at the job. She be like, wait a minute. And she makes that face. What you saying? Yeah, deep calls into deep. Okay, I, I see where you're going. Because she knows I have that certain look. Oh, she's going deeper. I got to go deeper with her. And so he wants you to have those deeper conversations with him. The Lord, you know, you're good. 
That's not the deep conversation. That becomes a routine for you. See? Exactly. It's creation. Says that he's great. See, what just happened there, what I did when I was just really, because this, see, in an instant, you can be taken out of infirmity into health. I had that migraine. I'm telling you, you guys have no clue to where, and it messes up my balance, my, my uh, uh, lethargic, because I was kind of like that this morning. And Pastor's like, what are you saying? I said, I'm just going to shut up because I'm not making sense. And so when I get those migraines like that, I can't, um, I, I mean, it's a fog, it's, it's a, a delay and all those things with um, communication. So um, it should be our goal to stay connected and go deeper in our, our conversation with God. And also your observation with God. So that means that you have to observe your situation to understand God. Why did this happen in my life? Why did this happen to someone that I love in my life? How is this going to affect me? Because you're born again. Everything that happens in your life is a divine spiritual reason. Amen? You should be observing what's going on around you, in you. Okay. If not, you'll miss the moment. See, a lot of times we get in uh, disagreement with friends or spouses because you don't see the person in fresh eyes every time you see them. You should see them in a fresh pair of eyes every time you see them. See, you keep seeing them the last time that you remember X, Y, and Z. <laughs> it's a laugh. Someone agreed in the laughter? So, <laughs> it's a so you do, you see them. So, and what happens is that you start to resent the person, that person that you say you love. You feel some kind of way when you start to talk because you don't see them in a new pair of eyes. And this is something just really kind of practical, even at work or someone that you're dealing with, uh, coworkers or customer service, is that you and they complain and it's not. You're supposed to deal with each person with fresh pair of eyes. It's the first time I spoke to you. Because if not, you're frustrated. you not getting them all the information they need. Because you know what? You, you start to not value them. And the people that you don't value are the people that you can learn the most from. Amen? The process of seeing in our thoughts. We're going to get there. <laughs> you have to see into your thoughts. I was telling... Uh, Minister Arrow is that when we have a conversation, anyone's in, in uh, dialogue, in which it should be uh, empathy dialogue, is that you're able to be in the conversation but be out of the conversation observing. Because, yeah, you and you can do that because you know why? You are supernatural. You are to be in the conversation because of the natural part but the spiritual part of me can be out of the conversation to observe and to assess the conversation and then respond accordingly, properly, as you should. Amen? But we don't do that. And this is why you end up with a lot of disagreement. It's because you don't pause long enough to come out of what you're saying, to hear what you're saying, and then weigh that to the word of God. I don't know. 
You're right. Okay. See, seeing with the eyes of your heart is the kind of vision that is inspired, that is inspired by our thoughts. Are, and they seem like daydreams, but they are guided by the Spirit of God for those who are walking according to the Spirit of God. You're, you're able to see into your thoughts. You need to see your thoughts. I need you to hear me. You need to see your thoughts because most of the time they are ugly. We see in our thoughts are not in words. They're in pictures. So if I say brown dog, it's not words. You see a brown dog. Okay. He is the one inspiring us to a certain direction that he's taken us. And then we are led. See, he is Holy Spirit and not you. That's the way it should be. God imparts wisdom and revelation and insight into what you did not previously know. This is in your spiritual inner sight. He imparts, as you read the word, hear the word, within your thoughts, he imparts something that you didn't know or see. He put vision in his word. I don't see y'all ain't with me. <laughs> he does. He put vision in your, in your thoughts. And he also put revelation and insight into what you didn't previously know. See, these are things that you've been, when you have thoughts, you visualize, you, you have vision in your heart about your thoughts. But what Holy Spirit does, he, if you allow, he will then impart into the thoughts of your heart what you didn't know or how you should respond and give you proper vision, proper perspective as to how to see, which will allow you how to speak. It is a process. See, information that was held back from you is suddenly disclosed. This is what God does. And your heart is flooded. This should be the experience. And your heart then is flooded with his light as he highlights something of importance upon what you are picturing in your inner eye, your inner sight of your heart. There is a level of participation. I'm going to break all this down. And with the Holy Spirit, as we are yielding our senses to him, we can feel the emotion of his heart. Be led by direction. Inspired thoughts are going on now. And then also see them on the screen of our hearts as they are advancing. See, you have, to, you have to give your senses up to God. Holy Spirit, then convert them into his senses, give you a new perspective, a heavenly perspective. And then you are flooded with the light, the word of God, which then highlights, oh, see, I'm, I'm just saying. 
we become then convinced it is the Lord that is the element of the quickening where he puts the spotlight of insight, pastor, into our thoughts. See, it's a spotlight. See, when you're reading the word, because, thank you, Holy Spirit. When I'm reading the word, I know this happened to me, but I couldn't explain it. I'm reading the word, and then there's just this one word. It's just highlighted. It's a spotlight, and it brings it and puts it in you, and then he converts it to a supernatural understanding and convincing. You overflow it with the spirit of God. Now you speak what is God. Oh, glory to God. See, these are things you didn't previously know. Coming to my closure here, two worlds of the natural and spiritual, they meet. This is what was going on, what I was just explaining. Ephesians 1, verse 17 through 19, King James Version. We're coming at our closure. And me as a teacher, when I say I'm coming at our closure, I am. So it's not true. Shade on pastor. <laughs> Shade on pastor. <laughs> I love you, pastor. I love you. Jesus, Mr. Chapter, L. chapter 1, verses 17 through 19. That the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give unto you the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of him the eyes of your understanding being enlightened, that ye may know what is the hope of his calling and what the riches of the glory of his inheritance in the saints and what is the exceeding greatness of his power to usward who believe according to the working of his mighty power. See, this is what is the exceeding greatness of his power that's in us who believe. You have all of this going on in your thoughts. But being led by Holy Spirit, he is the one, if you allow him, he will convert your thoughts, which are not perfect, can't be pure, but your intent of your heart towards him is. So then he cleanses your heart so that your words now, they are pure. Oh, I thank Holy Spirit for his working. Now, you speak words of purity, words that are kind, words that are merciful. But this is how I'm led when I give, Renee, when I give my senses and my will to Holy Spirit, he takes it. And then, but he cleansed my heart by my reading and my stewardship and the word of God creates in me the right spirit. That will allow me to now correspond to his spirit. Oh, my Lord. Jesus. Almost took me out. It allows us to now be, I mean, you're working in this supernatural power, this greatness that surpassed your understanding. It should be when you read the word of God, Cindy, that there's something that jumps out because Holy Spirit, it's just one word. And he highlights that. And in that one word, is inclusive everything that you read. Yeah. But it's that one word that is imparted, that gives birth to everything that you were, the entire chapter. 
Because you can't remember. He says, so I'll cause you to remember by my spirit to your spirit. Oh, glory to God. The word of God, the natural and the spiritual, they are weaving in and out to tell his word. See, the word of God, the natural and the spiritual part of our senses, they are weaving in and out to tell his word with confirmation and understanding. With confirmation and understanding. Confirmation that you're victorious. Confirmation that you're healed. And understanding that you're healed. Confirmation and understanding that you're delivered and you're set free. Confirmation that things are going to work out for you. Confirmation and understanding that the job that you hope for, that God's already done. Confirmation, sister, that God has already went before you as a devouring fire to destroy anything that's in the way of the things that he's promised you. Oh, I love Holy Spirit. As a communicator, you must believe. As a communicator, you're a spiritual communicator. You teach when you communicate. You instruct when you communicate. What are you teaching? What are you instructing? What are you saying? What are you commanding? What are you establishing in your life when you speak? He said you must believe and eliminate all your anxiety. Believe. Eliminate. Annihilate all of your anxieties. How do you gain the ear of others to hear your voice? Have passion for what you believe. Conviction. How do you gain the ear of others to hear your voice? Your character. Honest, forthcoming. Connection. Draw people. Credibility. You and your word must be one. You and your word must be one. You cannot be separate from your word. What is your reputation? So why was Jesus referred as a great communicator? He won them over. You are to win people over. You are to win them over, T. Amen. Amen. Win them over. Win them over. This is what we are to do. But we have, have to have compassion. We have to care. You have to love. You must have empathy. Even in this situation, they're not the problem. They can't see right now. Cause them to see. Cause them to understand. Cause them to believe. Witness with your life. Witness with your life. Because it's not your words, Toya. It's your heart when you speak. It's an expression and love and compassion. It's the, see, it is the impression of the heart from where the words that you speak, where they come from. It's not the word itself. 
This is why Jesus said, I have exalted my name above my word. I want you to know me. Get the people to really to know you as a child of the true and living God. Allow people to know you. Not just as sadly and who they thought you were. You have to be. You have to be one with your word. Who you say that you really are. You must be that and that only. You're not anxiety. You're not fear. You're not overwhelmed. You're not, I can't take no more. You're not, oh, I, I don't know how I'm going to make it. Oh, it's, a, it's something else going on. Yeah, the glory of the Lord is going on. It's showing something else going on. The kingdom of God is advancing. People get saved. Yeah, it's something going on. We're dethroning the enemy. We are creating havoc on this camp. Yeah, there's something going on. There's a fierce battle and I'm winning. It's something going on, Renee. You're winning. Oh, you got to tell that body you're tired, you whatever you're doing, but you got to go because we are going forth with the kingdom of God and all the things that pertain to righteousness. Don't care how you feel. Doesn't matter how you feel. There's no debate over what we're going to do. We're going to serve the Lord. Hallelujah. I pray that the word of God has reached a place in your heart and you felt the expression of my heart, not the words that I spoke. And now you can be in touch with God's heart to get his ear to listen to you. Amen. This is the time to come up now for prayer, for offering your givings. This is continued worship. Pray and intercede for someone. It's a time to really now advance the kingdom and to get busy about it. Act to participate in your righteousness. Amen.